Right, welcome back everyone. Um, my name's Daniel Clements and we've got Akin back with us again this week. And this week we've got a pretty hot topic that we're going to be discussing. And that topic is the latest scandal, uh, the data breach scandal of the Marriott Hotel Group. And it's pretty poignant because um, it's been really in the news this week. They've just, the ICO have just released a fine um, just released notification of a fine for them in the range of a hundred million pounds, and um, it is pretty much one of the most serious data breaches of um of our time really, um and just to break down the situation, break down the story a little bit for you guys, it goes back to sort of in in November twenty eighteen. Um, Marriott had revealed that it's recently acquired Starwood guests central reservation database was hacked um, and breached by a group of cyber criminals and uh, sort of of the data that was breached it included about five million unencrypted passport numbers and about eight million credit card records so some really sensitive data Um, and yeah so this this was sort of announced in, in November 2018 but what's more surprising is that the breach actually dated back to 2014 um, and wasn't realized until 2018 um, and so that that's four years of a breach um, with no one having actually noticed and that's one of the reasons this is such a significant um, scandal um, and, and we're going to elaborate on that as, as we go through today's podcast. Um, the incident you know this scandal also follows on from you know recent news of a record breach um, in terms of the, the fine imposed by the ICO of British Airways, um, who were pre- uh, who were fined in the range of about one hundred and fifty million pounds, mm-hmm. um, they yeah for sort of for a breach of customer data there as well again, um, and is just the next in a growing list of massive or, or large corporations or just companies in general that have been fined under the the new GDPR laws, um, so that that's the breakdown of the story. Well, thank you for breaking that down, Daniel. Um, but can we go deeper? Can we look at what are the what are the, what's what's the impact of these um, of this incident on businesses businesses in the UK? What, what, why right. why should we listen to this to this scandal? Yeah, so there's there's quite a few impacts of this scandal on 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 sort of businesses. Um, the the first one is that you know in in the case of um, the Marriott Hotel Group, you know businesses that go through significant structural changes um, and operational changes are really susceptible to data security issues um, and you know what I mean by that is that like during the hustle and bustle of of mergers and acquisitions in the case of the of the Marriott Hotel Group they, they mer- or they acquired with um, Starwood preferred guests that that hotel group as well so you know during the hustle and bustle of this merger and acquisition um, you know businesses will often overlook you know the due diligence of of the infrastructure that they're acquiring mm. you know they'll definitely do the the financial due diligence mm. and the the other sort of you know strategic due diligence mm. that they need to do but what will often get overlooked is is the infrastructure um you know they don't necessarily think twice about what legacy systems they're bringing mm. on board um and you know by acquiring a business 
you're not only acquiring all the good things mm. about them or the, or the good bits of infrastructure, you're also acquiring all the bad infrastructure, okay. the unsecure things. Okay. Um, so, so, so Marriott acquired Starwood. Um, yeah, so... And, and, and you think that's the issue? You think the fact that they didn't... They overlooked maybe the systematical, you know, and technical kind of changes, you know... Well, yeah, I think, I think it's quite easy to overlook, um, overlook that because, again, a lot of the time, the reasons you make a merger and acquisitions, you know, it's all about the bottom line, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's try and make a, you know, see how we can Regions, set, yeah, set yeah. our business up for, for the future exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but and and so it's all about the money. Usually, yeah. they they look at a lot of things like systems and things like that. It's not always about the money. You know, yeah. sometimes people will acquire businesses for the infrastructure. I don't know if that was the case for yeah. for um, the Marriott Hotel Group. But what I I reckon, um, and actually, it was a little bit of feedback from the ICO as well. The ICO did say that they didn't think that there had been enough due ICO? diligence. Who, who the ICO? So the ICO, the Information Commissioner's. Um, okay. They are the basically the UK watchdog for um, sort of enforcing GDPR okay. um, in in the UK at least anyway, okay. and um, they actually said um, to uh, when they did their investigation of this breach that they didn't think Marriott had done enough due diligence of um, Starwood Systems, oh, wow. um, and so I'd be inclined to agree with them on that. I, I think I think that is um, you know something that needed to be looked at more, okay. and that's an impact on on businesses. You know, businesses sh- should care about this because businesses are making mergers and acquisitions yeah. all the time. Businesses are going through structural changes all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the impact of this situation yeah. for businesses is that, hang on a minute, we've, we've got to think about yeah. this as well. I guess, I guess you know, it's not always been, you know, the case that when these biz- big, big businesses did acquire these smaller companies that they didn't have to really look at, you know, these sort of things, these sorts of issues. It was sort of the idea that, yeah. you know, you make this merger happen and then we can kind of worry about that stuff later. So. Well, exactly. And like systems never used to be a big thing for businesses. Yeah. It's only like, you know, it's only recently in the last maybe 10, 15, 20 years that mm. business, when you've acquired a business or when you've you've merged with a business, mm. that you, there's a lot of data there as well. Yeah. Businesses never really yeah. had data. Yeah. Um, or if and, they did, they just like used that. to just hold it. Exactly. And, and, and back in the day, they never cared about it. Yeah. Yeah, and they just didn't really worry about what data they had. But yeah. now, and this is another impact, is that the GDPR demands that businesses not only know what data they have but you know know uh, are secure in how they manage it and, yeah. and are making sure that they're managing it to mm. an acceptable level yeah. um and you know the surprising thing is that most businesses don't know what data they have um and it you know off the top of your head it doesn't quite make sense you know mm. I'm, I'm a business owner mm. how can i not know what what you know data i have but actually if you're doing a lot of transactions mm. every day if you're you know doing a lot of if you're working with a lot of different customer groups yeah. and things like that then it, you can get lost in yeah. it and and, yeah. and you Especially can quickly lose track. Well, yeah, yeah you can quickly lo- you can quickly lose track of it yeah. um and you know especially if if the systems holding the data you know weren't originally implemented by by the company uh, such true. in the case of Marriott you know Marriott they never designed and implemented Starwood's central reservation system um they just acquired it how how does that how does that work because yeah i i do feel for Marriott in a way because at the end of the day you know you look at you know they're looking at a merger in terms of a business sense but how do they look at it and go huh are we are we exposing ourselves, you know, in terms of cyber security? But how how do they tackle that? What what do they do in that regard? Well, I can I'm not sure the right the exact details, but yeah. they they will have um, 
I'm sure they will have thought about mm. um, acquiring these. And, and often, you know, when, when businesses go through operational and structural changes, they will roadmap how oh, to okay. onboard, uh, you know, uh, you know another, another system. And so that's probably something they did think about. But again, maybe they didn't act quickly enough mm. or maybe they, they began to do it and, and didn't plan it out yeah. properly yeah. enough. Yeah. There could be lots of reasons yeah. why it, it sort of fell through and they didn't yeah. really keep an eye on it. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think those are the, the main impacts and, and probably the main reasons why this situation and this scandal is actually more relevant to businesses than they might originally yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for breaking that down. What we'll do now is I'll ask you a series of questions and then you can kind of go deeper, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go for a little break and then we'll be, we'll be straight back. All right, great stuff. Right, sweet. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, let's just get straight back into it. Um, Daniel, are businesses doing enough to align themselves with the changes imposed by GDPR? Right, well... I think that there are still far too many businesses out there who haven't taken GDPR seriously. Um, okay. You know, GDPR came into force to remind businesses that, you know, they don't, you don't own the data you hold. You know, that customer data that you've got in your CRM system or wherever, mm. that's not your data. Mm. You're merely looking after that data okay. for the purposes of whatever you need to do, whether that's, you know selling a product or, or, you know, liaising with a customer mm. or providing a service okay. or, or all that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot, it used to be the mindset of companies that, um, you know, oh, I've collected that data, I can do whatever I want mm. with that, whether that's, you know, sell it to a third party, yep, yep. bombard you with emails or whatever <laughs> like that, right? And GDPR came in and said, hang on a minute, don't, you can't do that. Yep, yep. Um, and a lot of businesses still think, and, and perhaps in the case for, the, for Marriott, they, you know, I can't say for certain, mm. but perhaps they didn't think that it was important mm. to look after some secure systems and make sure that, you know, their customer data was safe. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're now in a time when cybercrime is massively on the rise. Yeah. There's cyber breaches happening left, right and centre, and it's really no longer a matter of, Oh, don't worry. It's it. it this is only going to be a problem yeah. if I get hacked. Yeah. It's much more of a, a problem that you know. It's more of a situation of when I get hacked. Yeah. You know, there are countless situations, countless yeah. examples where you know companies have been breached. They never expected to. No one ever expects to get yeah. hacked, but it happens, right? And businesses need to have that mindset of you know, hang on a minute. Losing customer data is pretty bad news mm. if 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 it happens. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, looking at the incident, I just feel like, do you feel like GDPR are, are almost, you know, putting these companies on blast um, rather to sort of, you know, challenge the mindset of these companies or, or is it just to sort of just hand out fines and just, you know, cause an incident and sort of, you know, I guess just cause trouble? Yeah, so, I mean, I think people originally thought GDPR is just there to sort of just like, Oh, you know, oh, it's just there to cause cause me grief, and yeah. oh, look at all the hard work yeah, GDPR is yeah. having to make me go through. Um, but it's so much more than that. I mean, if mm. you ask me, I mean, one of the things that w- when I do a lot of GDPR training and mm. consultancy for GDPR, that's one of the things that that we do. Um, one of the points that I love to push and I love to see um, when I'm doing that work is businesses' mindset change. Mm. That's the ultimate goal here. Mm. The fines are a push in the right direction for those who are a bit more reluctant Mm. to change if you get my drift but 
it, it's yeah it, it is one of those things where you know the gdpr it does sound like this big formidable sort of set of it's rules big that this big big long rule book that yeah, we have to do otherwise we're going to get in trouble right type of thing yeah. but actually if businesses that really embrace gdpr yeah. will end up if you ask me, having a much healthier relationship with their customers mm. will have a much healthier relationship internally and will will be less sort of controlling over the mm. data that they have, which will lead to them being a lot more transparent and open, which, is, which is the ultimate goal. That's true. So I think you do, it, it is a matter of, of trying to change the mindset. The fines are there just to sort of try and push you in the right direction yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, I think. I, I, um, well, that kind of leads to my next question, which is how can businesses do more to mitigate, you know, the risks of um, actually having a data breach like this? Yeah, so, well, there's, lo- there's lots of um, ways to mitigate the risks. And again, I use the word mitigate because there's no foolproof sort of level of protection, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, you know, the Marriott will have had great cyber security mm. no doubt they'll have network security they'll have cyber security um a lot better than a lot of other businesses it's just unfortunate well it's not really unfortunate because cyber criminals are going for these big businesses but they're also going for small businesses yeah. um you know so that's why i use the word mitigate rather than 100% protect because i just you can't have that guarantee in, in today's world um but what surprised me but most about this particular scandal with with the marriott hotel group is that you know and maybe this is why the you know the ico heart fine is so harsh um is the fact that between 2014 and 2018 you know that's four years mm. the breach went totally unnoticed it wasn't like oh we noticed it in 2014 and we we dealt with it in 2018 mm. it's it's not that it's <laughs> it's it happened in 2014 and we didn't even know about oh, wow. it for four years right yeah. it's not good it's just totally that that boggles my mind you yeah. know how how a company can not have noticed a breach for 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 so long um and you know just as i'm sure that the marriott and i've mentioned this before just as i'm sure that marriott did their financial due diligence when mm. they acquired starwood mm. um they really also should have done due diligence on the systems that they mm. were acquiring and maybe they did i yeah. you know i How'd can't you go four years without noticing? I, I know it's it's yeah. it's nuts and and you know there, there's uh, well there are a few reasons why a company could have gone four years without noticing I you know maybe that the you know especially with these bigger companies the infrastructure is so complex and so mm. massive it can genuinely take four years yeah. to get round to looking at this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. you know once you've acquired a system yeah. um, but maybe their priorities weren't quite right but you know perhaps they did do, do their due diligence um, but they really sh- I think should have spotted it a lot sooner yeah, than four yeah, years yeah. after after the fact um, you know and there are lots of ways to do that you know whether that's by implementing, you know, more detailed and frequent alerting mm. um, and more detailed analysis of things like server logs and, mm. and you know, audit logs of, of the systems. Yeah. Um, or by, you know, developing and integrating the Starwood system to their own yeah. um, to ensure that it was in an environment that they were more familiar with, yeah. that they were more in control of. Um, you know, because at the end of the day you still gotta remember that, you know, when they acquired Starwoods, they had Starwood system and they had their own system mm. that they'd always been using. And they might know their own system very well, but they don't know Starwoods very well. Um, and so they need to sort of be they needed to prioritize 
integrating and, and migrating the Starwood system to their own, which I think would have probably prevented this this situation. Um, you know, the problem with mergers and acquisitions is that they leave you a lot more vulnerable yeah. um, to I mean, cybersecurity issues. Clearly in this in this in this instance and it's it's sort of unfortunate because, you know, it it might not necessarily have been Marriott's, you know, systems that actually failed them. It would have been, you know, Starwoods and now exactly. they've had to take the rap for it and it's exactly exactly. Yeah. And and you know, during times of, of massive change in a business, yeah. um, whether that's a big business or a small business, you, you know, there's lots of things to look after, especially during a merger and an acquisition. Um, you know, and and you've you've taken on a company You've taken on their systems, you've taken on their good things and their bad things, yeah. um, and you've now got to prioritise handling all yeah. of that, and, and that's one of the things that I think Marriott didn't quite quite manage particularly yeah. well. Um, you know, and so whilst they're working on migrating, um, this is maybe they should have had a roadmap, for example, yeah. to, in order to help strategize how we're going to get Starwood system into our own and things like that. And, you know, those are the types of things that businesses can really take from this is that, you know, you might be, of course, you're going to be on a lot smaller scale than this Marriott situation. But again, if you've got two systems and you want to get to one, they need to prioritize be it. Yeah, yeah. roadmap it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then you don't overlook things and, and things like that. So, so you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I I do feel for them a little bit just for the fact that <laughs> there's so many different factors could affect you know the fact that they couldn't really get you know things I guess right in in this instance. But again, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna learn from this lesson. Businesses are gonna look at this and say, you know what, I might spend that extra bit of money or invest in you know that employee or that 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 company that can come in and actually help roadmap the, you know this process and also exactly. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah. I mean, you did say you had some key suggestions in terms of. You know things you kind of advise a business to do. You know to kind of I guess avoid this 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 situation. Yeah, I mean my my key suggestions to businesses, you know, would would be the following. You know, number one, um, do you really have a clear idea of the data that you've got? That would be my first okay. question to business. Okay. You know, because if a business just collects customer names and and addresses, you know yeah. that that's one thing. But if you're collecting like dates of birth and medical information. Mm. You know that falls into a whole new category of data, of sensitive data yeah, that you're now collecting, and you now have to deal with that in a different way. You know your impact to your business. So, identifying what data you're collecting, um, and identifying why you're collecting that data is a priority for businesses. And you know it's businesses. I've spoken to so many businesses before that have gone. Of course, I know what data I'm looking after. You know, it's my business. Like, you know, I know my customers. Yeah. I know what data. Yeah. But then, when you ask them, well, why are you collecting that, or what's the point of of, mm. of that? You know, or why you still hold on to that? Yeah. Yeah. Or why have you have why do you have that data from thirty years ago? Or yeah. something? You know, do you really need that? And you start prying at that a little bit. They actually go, oh, hang on a minute, I haven't really thought about mm. that. And you know. When I ask those questions, it's not to be difficult. Yeah, well, it is a little bit to be difficult, <laughs> but it's not entirely to be difficult. Yeah. But it's to try and make the business think about the way that they look at data. Um, you know, are you a business that looks at data in from a perspective of that's my data and mm. I'm going to do whatever I want with it, or do you look at data and say, look, I'm I'm just merely looking after that data yep. for the yep. purposes of what I need to do with it. 100%. So that that's the one. That's the first thing. Really get a clear idea of of the data you've got 
and, and why you've got it. Yeah. Um, the second um, suggestion to businesses would be, you know, what, what are you using to manage that data? Okay. Are you working on multiple systems, multiple applications, perhaps like Marriott and Starwood? Yeah. Um, or worse, are you working off spreadsheets that you know are, are on are on laptops and computers yeah. or printed documents and things like that you know how are you looking after your data um you know my advice would be to store customer data in a centralized system whether that's a crm or an erp system so that um you have a central point mm. of of you know data for for all of your company so mm. everyone can go to this one point mm. of call for the data yeah. and also you you get lots of benefits with systems like that crm systems any others you get full audit trail so yeah. you can see who's been on this who's okay. been looking at that That's you know good. and things like that who's edited that wow. customer record yeah, things like that and those are the things that the gdpr is demanding of companies because you know gdpr is saying, look, you you need to have good, robust systems, and that's not just a database where you can store yeah. it, but it's the auditing, it's the tracking, um, it's because that's how you identify um who's been at the data, yeah, yeah. where's there been a potential breach, and things like that. Yeah. So you really need to to look at that. You know, data in an Excel spreadsheet on a laptop or a mobile device. Yeah, what would you suggest if you know a company that's you know been around for quite a while, quite a while, and they've got you know you know you know, tons of, tons you know, of, of customer Excel, Excel, yeah. Excel spreadsheets well, of data and they, they want to migrate to these systems but don't really you, know what to choose or what to they, go for. They yeah. need to think about consolidating it. So they need to think about whether they need all that data, okay. firstly. Um, a lot of the time they won't. But a lot of the time they'll want to keep it for, for you know, analysis or whatever. Okay. And that's absolutely fine. If they need that data um, for legitimate sort of, purposes mm. then they can keep that data yeah. and then you need to get it into a system um that is f- sort of in your control okay. um you know data on excel spreadsheets on a laptop or on a mobile device as the name suggests <laughs> does go walkabouts yeah, yeah. um and the number of of breaches that have occurred um through an unsecured laptop being left on a train mm. or a phone being lost in the park or something yeah. is just absolutely you know astounding just it's, it's mental um and so you know having the data central in one place sets you up for really being very compliant um with with GDPR okay sweet well thank you for breaking that down for us and you know what we're going to go through through some final thoughts and Lovely. then we'll just wrap it up good That's stuff it, yeah Right, well, we're coming to the end of our, our podcast and I've just got a couple of final thoughts that I think might be worth thinking about and getting businesses to think about a little bit more. And, you know, the first one being, and just to bring it full circle back to this Marriott situation, is that it can be argued that GDPR does hold businesses to too high a standard. I've, I've had this conversation a fair few times, actually, um, with people that say, you know, GDPR is just unnecessary, the fines they give and, you know, they demand too much of businesses and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yes, you know, some companies do misuse data and so they should get fined. But perhaps, you know, the Marriott Group genuinely did do their best to, to, to make sure that their systems were secure. And it was simply unfortunate 
that that they got hacked. Um, you know, researchers say it was a very sophisticated group of hackers. Mm. Um, you know, they they've breached into a lot of systems over the years. Um, and you know that people can say that you know it's unnecessary for for you know the ICO to have imposed such a serious fine mm. on on the Marriott Group. Mm. Um, but you know, I think in this instance. I would actually agree with the ICO's judgment on on the Marriott scandal. Why would you say that? Well, I think the G- GDPR is still very very new, um, and we don't have many test cases to determine sort of the appropriate responses that the ICO should should make. So I reckon, like in ten years' time, we'll have gone through lots and lots mm. of these types of situations okay. where some businesses will have been more at fault than others okay. and so the fines will be a bit more proportionate yeah. um you know you you hear sort of instances of some businesses being fined only like a couple of hundred grand as opposed to a couple of hundred million mm. right it and so and idea. so you know we'll have a bit more of a of a spectrum of of test cases to go on as time goes on but really we're still talking about like a handful of major scandals yeah. here that we're looking at. So GDPR is still very new. We don't have many test cases. Um, and, you know, at this point in the early days of GDPR, the ICO are looking to catch the big fish here. Yeah. Um, you know, GDPR is there to call out the big guys. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask that. I was going to say, was, was, was the idea of giving them such a big fine, the fact that they're such a big company or the fact that it took four years to, you know, well, kind of answer or, or well they're, they're looking they're looking to make examples out of the out of the big offenders you know whether that's their fault entirely mm. or whether that's their fault in part so yeah. you know i don't doubt that the marriott did do their best to look after their systems yeah. um but you know the ico are there to and again it sort of brings it back to what i was saying before it's not just about mm. fines it's to make businesses think and act more carefully yeah, yeah. um around data security yeah. that's the ultimate goal of gdpr yeah. Um, it's not just there to be a long, horrible list of rules about how we look after data. Yeah. Um, it's there to really change businesses and, and people's mentality mm. of, of data protection and data security yeah. um, about the individual and things like that. So, you know, it's looking to make examples out of people in the initial instance. And so, you know, it is unfortunate for Marriott mm. that it happened to them. Yeah. But I, I do agree with with the judgment that was that was made on them. It sounds a little bit harsh, yeah. um, but you know, much smaller businesses have also been um, proportionally, you know, fined yeah, by, yeah, by yeah. the ICO. It, 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 they're not they're not the worst um, uh, sort of in in the in the line of people who have um, broken the rules, I suppose. Okay, and I think from from personal experience. I know the challenges that businesses face when going through transitions. Um, I've worked in a fair few businesses that have either gone through transitions, are still going through transitions. Yeah, how does that look? How does that and, look? and, you know, it looks, in some businesses, it looks really messy. Some mm. businesses, depending on the business or the industry you're in, mergers and acquisitions specifically can be a very drawn-out process. Yeah. It can be long. It what can be messy. What's a lot of the time the biggest challenge, would you say? Well... Access, I think, you know, mm. when you acquire a system, sometimes or most of the time you acquire a system and, you know, no one actually knows that system or no one can access that system. Mm. Um, I mean, from a from a sort of a IT perspective, I mm. think that's one of the biggest challenges for, for a merger or acquisition. Okay. It's just getting your hands on on the system yeah. and getting to understand the systems that you're looking after. Okay. Um, so I think 
whether it's a merger acquisition or whether it's another sort of infrastructural change to a business, mm. um, you know, businesses really need to try particularly hard to make sure they stay on top of infrastructure, okay. um, to make sure they stay on top of changes to that infrastructure. And they can do that by doing the things I've, I've said before, by, you know, making sure they, they map out, um, you know, the and prioritise integration and, and development of systems yeah. by making sure they have a clear understanding of what data they've got. Um, and as a result of doing that, businesses will be a lot more set up for the future and will be a lot more compliant with, with GDPR. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought it comes to mind that I, I don't know if it's worth, you know, big companies like this actually investing in hackers as well, in, you know, in, in-house hackers. That well, th- there, is, there is a massive industry for that and it's yeah. a growing industry for um, what's, what, what's called white hat hacking. Okay. You know, people who um, do spend their time and who are employed by businesses to purposely try and hack mm. systems. Um, you know, pen testing is, is a really popular yeah. um, industry and businesses would do well to to have someone try and hack their systems yeah. i've done a, i've done a little bit of that for some for some businesses okay. um and it's really been quite an interesting experience <laughs> not only for me but for businesses as yeah. well because you know businesses think they're really secure yeah. and then i come in and i come and say and i you know breach a couple of systems run a couple of tests and i actually find actually your web applications aren't secure this isn't secure <laughs> your network's not secure yeah. all that kind of stuff and even I'm, that's even that's enough for me you know if a company and these big companies could could go through that process i i, I think it'd be a great way to at least assess you know what, well exactly that's are. that's yeah. that's the thing is like businesses don't know how their systems are and especially if a business had developed a platform mm. five or ten years ago and not updated it and yeah. not changed it um then you know that's th- yeah. there's going to be vulnerabilities in yeah. that system and they've got to look after that 100 percent. i think it's worth you know having those costs versus i guess you know the ico coming in and you know charging whatever they well exactly you know, fine, and, fine and also them. the public embarrassment of like oh, a, of a breach which is even worse than anything which is worse once, than you've yeah. got because the biggest um, sort of disaster to the Marriott now, you know, a hundred and something million quid for them is is probably not that bad. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. some couple, they make a couple of billion revenue yeah. each each year or whatever. But what's going to be worse for them is their reputations. Yeah, their brand is going to be tarnished a little bit. When, yeah. yeah, exactly. When when the breach happened, people went to Twitter and started going mad at Marriott. You know, how have you done this? You know, yeah. look at what you've done to our data. You know, I, that's my passport data you've got there or my credit card data. And people really get upset. Your customer, your reputation yeah. and your, your consumer trust yeah. is going to go down the toilet. 100%, 100%. So, guys, I guess, I mean, going, going, going over this, this, this whole episode, I'm sure you, you've learned quite a lot in terms of, you know, some of the things you need to consider as a business. Um, and yeah I think we'll, we'll leave it there and uh, great stuff it's been a great episode and looking forward to chatting to you guys next time 100%